phenomenon of missing and murdered indigenous women obligated to be done now, or is it truly behind us? Is it the Freedom Convoy, uh, a liberation for the unmasked and unvaccinated, or a menace to the available public? Is the coming community radio station defining and equating with the different pandemic and other damages? Is the number going to be affected by everything that's going on around us? Will we all be able to keep it alive through donations to the Global Research News Hour and the station? This week on the Global Research News Hour, we've got a special deal lined up where we'll offer you a chance to raise awareness and raise funds for the station that keeps this station alive and kicking. This is the Fun Drive Show for CKUW 95.9 FM. You're tuned to the Fun Drive Show on CKUW 95.9 FM. My name is Michael Welch, and uh, this show is being produced on the land of the Anishinaabe, Ninu, Ojikri, Dene, and Dakota, the birthplace of the Métis Nation and the heart of the Métis Nation homeland in Winnipeg, in this Treaty 1 territory. And we are going to be doing all sorts of things on this show today, but basically I, I, I wanted to, to start off that, that uh, getting you to recognize that this station has to be supported by you uh, is, is an, in an effort to, to keep our, our station flowing because we've got so much that we have to pay for. We've got uh, the, to pay for the, the computers that we use, to pay for the equipment that we keep up, you know, to pay for the staff that keeps everything going in a, in, in a fundamental way. And so I, I think it's really important that you phone in 204 and and make sure that you f- promote Global Research News Hour to show how much you value this kind of programming, because this is a, a show where we've tackled all kinds of topics that uh, all of the other radio stations, even on this uh, this station, uh, don't really get around to. Uh, we've got you know shows on uh, you know climate change. We've got shows on the uh, the different opinion of, of the whole invasion in Ukraine and we've also got a, a separate take on the uh, the pandemic but you know that that's that's okay I mean we need to recognize that this station is basically a reflection of the wider community uh, so it's it's not you know I'll get that into into that a, a little bit later. But I'll remind you that if we're going to continue this show, we've got to, you've got to phone 204-774-6877 or go online to fundrive.ckuw.ca. That's F-U-N-D-R-I-V-E dot C-K-U-W dot C-A. And, and, and make your pledge to the Global Research News Hour. Um, I, I opened up with the, the fact that we, you know, our, our territory acknowledging it because you know, it's so important to recognize how valuable it is to to address 
the the fact that everything that we have around us right now happened at a price and that the, the agreements that we made in the past we, we the settler population didn't keep up their part of the bargain and as a result we have all kinds of crimes take, taking part you know as in, in a, as a consequence of what they call colonialism you know colonial colonization and so i i think that it's very important um now i i know that recently we uh, ha- there's been a, a this came up again and you know, it seemed like there'd been a lot of discussion about how uh, missing and murdered women. I mean, people are are more aware of it now than it used to be. Uh, but you know, there's still still sense that something doesn't quite seem right. So we're we're going to have a, a look at you know because I just recently on on February 14th there's an annual event where we all. You know, go out and and uh, step up the plate for for missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls and two spirits. You know, and these are all people who have been uh, attacked uh, by by some unknown person or other, and and the the effect on the family is is quite devastating. I, I know that I myself, you know, and and other people at the cessation, but I, I did a, a a program on this and. Uh, or uh, yeah, I did a little uh, excerpt, a ten-minute excerpt, and it ended up winning a, a major, a, a national award in the community radio sector. Uh, and, and as it turned out, uh, one of the same people that I talked to uh, was uh, at this event. So I, I thought I'd add his. I, I'm going to play you some of the audio uh, from this event, which attracted uh, over 200 people. And this is in, in reference as well to the the Brady Phil Man Phil site, where we have two. Uh, indigenous women that uh, were suddenly well there, there were concerns that they might be in this Bradyfield landfill site but they didn't quite get there um, or rather they, they didn't there was an unwillingness on the part of the police chief to uh, to go into it and they made that decision without consulting any of the uh, indigenous women's families so and but I'll 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 play you some of the audio from that event now and uh, let you decide for yourself. And uh, meanwhile, remember that uh, this is ha- held as a result of the donations that you have provided in the past uh, to to make my voice on the airways a reality. So we'll start. Uh, I guess this is the uh, first person, to Vernon Mann, uh, followed by the uh, the main lead of the uh, group, uh, uh, Anna. So uh, for, we'll go ahead for the now. Uh, my name's Vernon Mann. I'm my partner, Tanya, and I'm here. Oh, well, hold on a second. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, well, I guess we... I think I guess got, I'm trying to get this thing off. I, I don't know. I think I'll just remove this. <laughs> um, yeah. See, I, this is my first time in the station since I was. Gag uh... nabbit. Okay, well, you know what? I, uh, I guess we don't have uh, the, D- the DVD right now, but I, I think it's very important that we listen to uh, you know some of the, the the music that's happening on CKUW, and you know. The music itself is uh, very necessary because that that's how we connect 
with the wider community. That's how we connect with people. Uh, and, and there's such a wide range of music available on the station. You know, there's... Uh, oh, man, that's, it's so... I mean, we've got, like, death metal. We've got uh, country music. We've got pop music. We've got all a whole range of things like that. And so it's, it's very important. So I'll... Uh, Anyway, I'll uh, maybe I'll let you listen to some more of this music, and uh, so hopefully we'll get something on. So go to the phones, Tanya Mipanak was murdered in 2011 and her remains have never been found and they're believed to be at the Brady Landfall. I, I remember so much about her, especially as about how, how good of a mother she was, a partner. She was always very loving and caring and helped out anybody. She was just a good person. What is your thoughts about, uh, I mean, it's been like maybe 10 years or more than 10 years. So, I mean, do you think there's been real improvements in terms of uh, how we position ourselves with regard to missing murdered women? Or is it just sort of a, you know, kind of a shallow thing? What are your thoughts? Uh, there seems to be a lot more publicity, and, and that's, a, that's a good thing. And, and the uh, Winnipeg police are taking it more seriously now, I think. And that's that's what we need, so that maybe we can find find people sooner, or, or stop some of the violence, or just whatever to help with all these missing women. Apart from a, an event like this, I mean, your your day to day experiences, your your needs, and and those of your your other family members, are they uh, are they being met in in, in the wider community? Um, actually, we were just at a gathering on the weekend called Wiping Away the Tears, and it's a gathering of all all Manitoba's missing and murdered like family members, and 
uh, was put on by Medicine Bear Counseling, and they, they're very helpful. They're very, very good organization. Um, what about to the uh, the settler people, the the uh, you know the, the white you know, people in the, in the community? How, how are we doing in in terms of uh, addressing the needs of the family members? Well, I think a lot more people are sympathetic towards it now. Like it wasn't it wasn't like that before, and more people like people wanted to stop. Is there anything else you'd like to say? Uh, you know about the the resolution of the whole. Brady landfill uh, situation, or, or or the the whole the remnants of the uh, how we're going to deal with the murdering and missing women going forward. As long as everybody just takes it seriously and and does their part to try and help out families, I really hope that uh, they find whatever they're looking for at Brady landfills to maybe help their help help out those families with answers. Uh, a lot of people like to say closure, but it's not closure, I don't find, because you never get closure from something like that. But at least answers and, and, and some remains to lay their loved one down. Um, my name is Anna Heward, and I'm the Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women and Girls and Two-Spirit Liaison at Southern Chiefs Organization, um, as well as part of the planning committee for the memorial walk here tonight. You, you found that the, the walk, I mean, it was a fairly uh, decent <laughs> uh, event uh, all, all, all around? Yeah, what a good turnout, especially for it was a, a whiteout, essentially, minutes prior. So um, I'd say about 200 people are here, which is uh, really, really notable, showing how strong and resilient we are as people. Um, I... I've done uh, interviews on mercy, missing and murdered uh, women for about 10 years or, or so, and I, I don't know, it seems like there's been changes, you know, f- for the better for them. I mean, I, I'm wondering, do you have the sense that uh, things are improving as well, or...? Mm, that's a, you know, what's really interesting is this, this march actually started in 1992 um, in response to a, an Indigenous woman who was murdered on Powell Street in uh, Vancouver, B.C. And to go from that, where, like, that situation where it was so unheard of to have gatherings like this to something that, you know, we're organizing close to once a month, there's always something, and and how wonderful that you know we're we're creating such awareness um, and really uh, leading the voice us indigenous women that we're leading the voice and change. But there's still a lot of work to be done, right? Oh my gosh, way too much. <laughs> I had an interview earlier and uh, um, on what's a recommendation uh, for us to move forward. What's something notable? And I was thinking just one, but I think the biggest one is to um, to really reflect, first of all, read, then reflect on the calls to justice that the National Inquiry has published, as there are so many individual recommendations as well as like a higher kind of pol- um, policy change on how we can um, do better as a society for an Indigenous women, girls, two-spirit, and gender diverse, but also um, as all Canadians can be doing better, you know? I, I think that the, the problem, maybe the big story um, 
at the moment is the uh, the whole the process at the Brady landfill and the, the need to recover the bodies of the, the two Indigenous women. Um, what would you say are the systemic issues that need to be addressed in that uh, whole enterprise? Because, I mean, we had Danny Smith make a, 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 a declaration, I guess, or something, and, uh, you know, it, it, it didn't quite seem... You know, right. At least that's my understanding from oh. your Indigenous missing and murdered Indigenous women's uh, families. Absolutely. Yeah, I think the the biggest as a society we need to remember that Indigenous women to spirit girls and gender diverse are not disposable, and so that comes from a higher uh, sort of like um, an overarching idea. And so I don't know how uh, more to really encourage people to reflect to to see us in a different light than to do things like this tonight than to gather as a community to create awareness and then from a larger scale we have policy um, analysts and government leaders who are really you know making that change and change comes slow but I think we're getting there you know my heart really says we are (laughs) is there anything when do you think that what would would you have to observe or listen to to, to basically get it, yes, we've arrived. Mm. Um, oh, that's... <laughs> decolonize the entire world. <laughs> um, I think just uh, in an empirical way to ensure that we are not part of the statistic anymore, that there isn't that significant statistic of Indigenous women, girls, two-spirit, and gender-diverse folks going missing or being murdered, and Manitoba has the highest rate of that per capita uh, of these folks going missing and murdered, so, I mean, that alone would be, you know, at least a step forward, overarching, I just want women in general to be seen as sacred. Okay, so that was uh, uh, Vernon and Anna from uh, the February 14th edition of the uh, Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women, Girl, and uh, Two-Spirited People. Uh, again, a large turnout, and uh, there's a very interesting uh, points made there. And, you know, I think that in dealing with the, the Indigenous uh, situation and, you know, the, 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 the mixed match of the, the settlers and the Indigenous people, I, I think... You know, something that's sort of been remedying, I, I've mentalized a, a lot, is the fact that um, those of us who are, we're all colonized, right? I mean, there's, a, there's an expression I remember hearing about, is like a paradigm, you know, is what you think before you think it. You know, like any any time we approach an organization or or, or a person there are certain sorts of things that are already we're already going through that is going to just determine how we, we we treat people you know so i i i think that maybe with this whole thing that we think okay i get it now people are you know indigenous women and girls are are, are being tormented and that's an elements of racism there but I think there's still missing information, and, and it still comes out. And, and if we listen kindly, they'll explain to us what we're getting. I, I get stuff wrong all the time, you know, and I, I mean no respect. But uh, you, you can learn better by, by trying to focus on that. And so, I mean, is, is, what I'm saying is that this idea is that we're kind of shallow in, in terms of uh, the, the level of, 
of how like, this is, of how we relate to these uh, indiv- individuals. So, anyway, I uh, I, I want you to. Uh, consider what you're you're listening we're already 20 minutes one third of our hour is already gone and i uh i know that i i made a few mistakes but that's okay because people it's ordinary people who man this sta- or woman person staff this uh, station and will make mistakes but hey because it's it's okay and people really expect and and appreciate how how well they they can do so you know, if if you could consider donating now to the the global research or to the global research news hour for CKUW in particular, because if you go to fundrive.ckuw.ca, you'll see a selection of of all of our gifts that we allow people to have that uh, would basically make them. Uh, Happy. Uh, I, I know it's like our, our Scott Price, uh, who's who's filling in for uh, Ted Turner earlier because he's you know, kind of sick right now. So I, my my condolences to Ted, and I, I hope that he'll be better and and back next week uh, to make up for for this week. But uh, you know, Scott was mentioning this uh, iconic was his word uh, T shirt, and it's really it's I, I can't even make sense of it. I mean, it's like kind of abstract but you know, there are all sorts of little ghost faces and uh, and things it's like you have to check it out for yourself to see it and and you'll you'll be the talk of the block especially if you don't live in Winnipeg there are a lot of people who don't live in Winnipeg who are uh, listening to this uh, station to, to the show the global research news hour so you pledge some money go to four four Two zero four seven seven four six eight seven seven, or or go to online fundrive.ckw.ca. You'll make your pledge, make your your presence felt uh, at this station because we we those of us who are doing this are not that uh, are a little bit uncomfortable sometimes. I mean, like I say, I haven't been at this microphone now. Uh, you know, staring at the clock and 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 doing this stuff in in three years now. So if, if I seem a little bit rusty f- compared to the way I have, you know, we don't we don't sweat it. You know, and and we tell that to our stage. I mean, as long as we follow a few basic rules. Um, so I uh, I think that we'll uh, maybe move on. Uh, I, I wanted to also play for you a. Uh, 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 a, a bit of a, a conversation I had last week with uh, Diwa Marcelino because uh, he is the uh, he represents the, uh, uh, the he represents Migrante, which uh, stands for the uh, you know, oh, what do you call it you know, for for you know solidarity working in Migrati Manitoba you know helping out the the, the you know, immigration people but he's also a spokesperson for the community solidarity Manitoba and uh, he's also made it clear that and he's wasn't speaking alone i mean there were other speakers there was like five panelists speaking at uh, the uh, the uh, Broadway Disciples Church uh, yesterday at 11 p.m. and they were talking about the, uh, the the Freedom Convoy and its current incarnation as the Unity World Unity Convoy 2023. 
and they, they they basically talked about their goals was to 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 unite workers and students, uh, faith communities, racial and, and climate chi- justice activists, and community organizations. And you know they're 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 fighting for social justice and 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 respectful of a lot of the concerns. But they had some reservations, or more than reservations. They they, they were very concerned about this uh, the, the freedom convoy and, and basically saying things like they were. Uh, Basically, um, you know, might, white supremacists and, and that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I, I'll, I'll just play that interview for you now, and uh, we'll see how that goes. And remember, you can phone Fund Drive uh, at two zero four seven seven four six eight seven seven and ma- make your pledge. Uh, but here's right now is uh, Diwa Marcelino. We are working to overcome the divisions between us that are exacerbated by the Freedom Convoy and to provide leadership along working and low-income people at this moment. Diwa Marcelino, I'm an organizer with Migrante Manitoba. I'd like to say that the convoy shifted the narrative uh, to things like public health mandates, uh, which actually help uh, folks rather than uh, hinder them or hurt them. Uh, it, it changed the conversation to things that um, are less important compared to, let's say, Actual, re- actually receiving healthcare, actually receiving pharmaceutical drugs, uh, actually receiving services from the government, actually receiving protection uh, and rights at the workplace, especially um, under the threat of COVID. Um, those are the types of dangers that uh, um, a misdirection of our interests and of our resources. Um, those type of misdirections can be dangerous, especially when they lead to. Uh, blatant racism and also systemic racism. Okay, so uh, in your speeches today, um, the term hate and hatred came up uh, multiple times. And I know you were referring mostly to the, I guess, the anti-hate networks and the, the past of, the, of some of the organizers involved with this. Do you, did you have examples of actual hatred that, that you witnessed at Occupy uh, Ottawa or, excuse me, Freedom Convoy Ottawa or Freedom Convoy Winnipeg, whatever. What's an example There's, of this uh, there, hatred? There are um, exponential number of examples. If you look at the recent, I believe it's called the Ottawa People's Commission or something to that effect, uh, they gathered the stories of hundreds of folks who experienced the downtown uh, situation in Ottawa. They talked about... Um, racialized violence. They talked about violence towards uh, LGBT2 plus folks. Uh, they talked about violence against folks who wear masks. Um, if we listen to the stories here in Winnipeg, um, we know that MP Legazan uh, read a statement, uh, I believe in Parliament, talking about all the violence that residents of the downtown core had to experience during the weeks that the convoy was here on Broadway and in Memorial. So there's countless uh, countless uh, times where folks in the convoy, um, maybe not the majority, but folks definitely within the convoy who are harassing passerbys, um, walking, going to work, going to their home, uh, walking with their children, walking with their couples. So, um, yeah, there are many examples of that. Where you stand in terms of the purpose of what they're protesting versus the uh, the method, like if they were just having their own, uh, you know, protests where they weren't occupying the streets or everything, it, would would that be acceptable? You know, we as uh, as organizations fighting for justice in many forms, we, we 
we we want to protect the right of others to peaceably assemble, to protest. That's part of our democracy. Um, what we are gathering together, why we built an alliance, is we are trying to fight the the more insidious effects of white supremacy. The fact that you know, in, during the pandemic in Manitoba, some populations uh, received or were experiencing COVID. You know, multiple times over compared to, um, let's say, um, um, Canadians who are white or middle class or who have white collar jobs. Uh, the, the in March of last year, or March of 2021, the government of Manitoba released a, a report that shows that race, uh, indigeneity, and other factors uh, were very huge in finding out how many f- people were affected by COVID-19. Uh, people who died from COVID-19, for instance. Um, these are the types of things that um, white supremacy or or iniquities in society are producing. This is the... So we're, we're talking about things in two different levels. We're talking about the violence, the acute violence that someone in the past, someone on the street was yelling at me, calling me a racial slur for two minutes. That's one set of violence that has gone up for sure, especially since 2016 with the rise of Trump. Um, folks are more emboldened to, to do that outright type of racism. Uh, but the racism that our groups are, are trying to fight are you know, lack of access to health care, uh, to pharmaceuticals, to dental care, to affordable housing. The, the violence that comes from um, needing and not uh, needing, needing social services but not receiving them, that's the violence that uh, our groups are trying to combat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I know of people who've gone to Occupy Ottawa, Convoy Ottawa, and uh, I, I, I know, I mean, I've heard people who are sort of, you know, you know indigenous or black or, or, or whatever, Sikh or something, and, and they're saying, well, I don't know about this. And then they got there, and it, it was a co- completely different experience than what they were expecting looking at the media. You know, so, I mean, I'm wondering, I mean, how can you be so convinced that this is a, a racist white supremacy? I mean, I don't know about what the, the occupiers are doing. Okay. Um, yeah. So maybe just to, you know, address that question about how this uh, was. Yeah, when, you, when you when you the majority of folks uh, that are in the convoy are there because of their frustrations, the same frustrations that other you know working class families are experiencing. So I'm not trying to characterize 100 percent of the folks as racist, but uh, it's well documented and well reported that the leaders of the convoy. Um, especially the first iteration, had distinct connections to far-right movements, had distinct views uh, against immigrants, has distinct views against uh, folks from uh, Muslim backgrounds. So these things are not made up, uh, and that's the, uh, those are the dangers that we are trying to um, um, uh, fight against because they lead to division among people who should be uniting instead of dividing. There are people uh, in the... Uh Working class who are uh, are vaccine resistant and vaccine hesitant, who are not necessarily at all, you know, racist or so on. And uh, I am wondering, what do you guys? I mean, you talk about a loving approach, you know, as opposed to the hateful approaches. Basically, we hear you, and we're going to get rid of the mandates, and we're going to you know get rid of the vaccine passports and all of that. What do you offer instead to? to, to accommodate, to, to really address these concerns, because uh, you, to a lot of them, you're not making uh, 
the left isn't necessarily addressing these concerns, but the right is, at least on this issue. What do you say to that? What's your loving approach? I would, I would reiterate that we are working on the things that people care about, like health care, like affordable housing, like, uh, like just wages, like workers' rights, like improved conditions in workplaces, uh, like pharmacare, like dental care, uh, health care. So I would, I would say that all the organizations, uh, a part of this alliance, are working towards issues of social justice. And we're gathering together to make sure that our, our orientation of helping folks is not derailed by uh, just small wedge issues. Um, the issues of vaccine mandates or vaccinations, they're very important, but they're not the overarching issues that uh, affect most folks. Most folks accept and want uh, vaccinations. Most folks want uh, health care, especially COVID-19 uh, um, related services. Uh, those, those folks and the majority of working class families uh, need a variety of services. So just to talk about one single issue, um, we're, we're talking about many, many compounding issues and many interrelated issues. And all of our organizations, if you look, um, are fighting on different fronts towards helping working families, especially in this moment where uh, rising inequality and, and and, and falling wages are compounding and making people very frustrated and making uh, life more precarious more than ever. Yeah, well, just, just to emphasize, I mean, I know with the, uh, the mandates that were in charge, there's, uh, they actually had uh, professors, fed people in the federal service, people in the emergency service who had to face the prospect of getting the vaccine or losing their job. And you could tell just from the way they reacted, it was a very difficult choice. So, so I can see where they would respond positively to to the from the freedom convoy. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know what you could say. I mean, you, everything you sound, said sounds decent, but one could say, in a sense, that you know, that the right stepped in where, where the left didn't address the issue. So I mean, how, how do you? Uh, I don't know. How could you prevent something like that from happening again? Hopefully, we're not in that situation again. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. going to grab the food. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure if we can prevent folks who are frustrated from finding solutions where they want or where it's easy to find. Uh, what I'm trying to say is we have organiza- organizations, part of our alliance, who are fighting for the things that people are asking for. People are afraid because they don't know where the next paycheck is coming from sometimes. People are afraid because their paycheck can't uh, meet the needs of their rent, their mortgage, their, their food bills that are all rising. Uh, these are things that we're working on as well. Okay, so that was, uh, you just listened to a little bit of uh, uh, Diwa Marcelino representing Migrante uh, Manitoba and also spokesperson for the community Solidarity Manitoba uh, with their uh, concerns uh, about uh, the Freedom Convoy. And uh, I, uh, so I think that that's a uh, uh, fairly good summary, I suppose. Um, I, I've also uh, got on the line with me, I believe it's a Benita Peterson. So, uh, Benita, are you there? Yes, my name is Benita Peterson, and I'm with AllFiredUpForFreedom.com. And today I'm working with World Unity Convoy 2023. Okay, great. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Now, you're the, uh, the, the convoy, uh, this new convoy, which is going to be not in Winnipeg, but in Dugald, Right, it's uh, that's where it's it's taking place at the moment, correct? 
Yes, there is a wonderful event happening near Dugold. We are at a beautiful place called Camp Hope. The hosts at Camp Hope have been gracious enough to host us, and we've got a, a few hundred people here already, and we're expecting even more tomorrow. Okay, great. Um, so I, I just I have to to bring this up because the uh, there was just an announcement by the inquiry people doing a, an inquiry into the Emergencies Act, and the Emergencies Act was invoked uh, under the assumption that there was a, a threat to the security of Canada. I'll, I'll just read a passage. This is what to inspe- uh, the uh, Rouleau said: "Quote, in my view, there was credible and compelling information supporting a reasonable belief that the definition of a threat." to the security of Canada was met. And then he also said, I have conducted that cabinet was reasonably concerned that the situation it was forcing, facing was worsening and at risk of becoming dangerous or and unmanageable. Now, you were actually at the, the, the convoy yourself. I mean, I'm guessing you had a different impression of the, uh, the threat of the, uh, the convoy. Well, what do you think of the, uh, this ruling? The Freedom Convoy of 2022 was a love fest. It was a whole bunch of Canadians getting together to demonstrate their love for our country. That's why they went to Ottawa. And they were there in peace. And there were no exhibitions of behavior that was concerning us at all. People were waving flags. They were dancing in the streets. They were playing street hockey. Nothing was broken. Nothing was set on fire. This was not a protest worth being concerned about. I disagree with the findings of the Emergency Act. The Freedom Convoy was no threat to the security of Canada. Well, there were a lot of uh, instances where, where people, like a series of reports you know, documented uh, showing that, uh, that, that there was racial harassment and uh, that people, uh, you know, basically people who are, are still affected by it today, I mean, regardless of what they think, you know, they, they get, they're disturbed by just hearing the honking in the background. So it had, a, a, like, and there's a, like 20 organizations that uh, were part of this uh, agreement. And, you know, I, I'm just wondering, is this... Is, is this just completely unfounded? That, that, that I mean, you have co- community organizations that are speaking on behalf of the people in the city. But, uh, how, how do you account for that? Since May of 2020, the people have been demonstrating peacefully and expressing concerns about the policy of government, specifically with regards to the COVID restrictions and others. So that happened at least once per week since May of 2020, peaceful demonstrations at legislatures and at Parliament, and the people were ignored. People organized and they wrote letters to elected representatives at all levels of government, municipal, provincial, and federal. They wrote the letters on paper and by email, and the people were ignored. So the Canadians did everything they could in a peaceful manner to get the attention of those in government so that those in government could correct the policy. And they were ignored. Therefore, the Freedom Convoy to Ottawa in 2022 was justified and necessary. It was essential that the people made their voices heard in a manner that could not be ignored. So when you look at the Freedom Convoy of 2022, there is 
so much to be thankful for. They came in peace. They left in peace. They held space in the streets. Nothing was broken. They were there, and it was a love fest. And I was a part of it myself personally. So I can speak from personal experience. And the government finally heard us. And some of the mandates started dropping. And that is so sad to me that that's what it took for the government to start listening. Mm. But the Freedom Convoy of 2022 was justified and necessary. Well, the, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, they, they had, a, I mean, your, your, the loving approach you were talking about, I, I guess it maybe includes people with signs like uh, uh, you know, the, the, the F asterisk CK Trudeau, which, which doesn't really strike me as being a loving uh, protest, right? So I, I don't know if, and then you know, again, there's these other things. But you know what? Uh, I, I know that uh, this group, the uh, in, in Winnipeg here, that, that have concerns. They say that it's the white nationalist agenda of the Freedom Convoy. It's well documented and precedes the COVID nineteen pandemic. And as many of us have observed, uh, its original organizers were not from the trucking industry as claimed, but uh, they were former leaders of the Yellow Vest movement, the Wexist Party, and other far-right interests, and a substantial number of its leaders were politically active in opposition to Parliamentary Motion 103 on systemic uh, racism and and religious discrimination, and that the Freedom Convoy is just the latest iteration of of these sorts of gatherings. It's like they're fishers of men, you know, you heard that expression? I mean, fishing for uh, the Yellow Vest movement, uh, not much there. Fishing for the uh, Wexus movement, then they fished in this area on the unresist vaccine resistance. Holy smokes, there's a lot of uh, of a response there. So, so what do you, how, how would you argue against the idea that uh, there are certain people that are trying to, to control the situation and, and bring them to their agenda, whether it's getting rid of, you know, overthrowing the government or, or, or something else? The freedom movement, to my knowledge, started in May of 2020, but I acknowledge the possibility that it may have started before that. The freedom movement in Canada is inclusive of all individuals from all backgrounds. We have Asians supporting the freedom movement. We have First Nations people supporting the freedom movement. We have Blacks. We have Chinese. We have Muslims. We have people from all backgrounds that support the freedom movement. This is very, very inclusive. In order to be a supporter of the freedom movement, you just have to believe in a couple of things. One is you need to believe in the protection and restoration of individual rights, freedoms, and responsibilities. That's what's essential. And that is a concept that anyone from any background can adopt. It doesn't matter what your culture, religion, or race is. Anybody can adopt that and become a part of the freedom movement. The freedom movement is very inclusive. In fact, language is not even a barrier in the freedom movement. We had people at the Freedom Convoy in Ottawa in 2022 that could not speak one another's language. But what they connected with was the love in their eyes, the love in the faces, and the love in the heart. Basically, it comes down to this. If you're for freedom and I'm for freedom, we are family. That's how easy it was. And people created bonds in Ottawa in 2022 that are unbreakable because that's what the freedom movement is about. It's actually grounded in love. And anybody who is 
making accusations or implying that the freedom movement is anything other than inclusive is mistaken. And what they need to do is they need to come down to one of my events. I host events. I'm involved in events across Canada. Come down to one of my events and you'll understand what I'm talking about. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you were just talking about freedom just now. I mean, I'm, I'm for freedom and you're for freedom. However, uh, as like even like, elementary libertarians understand, your freedoms end where mine begin. And so when we have major health authorities saying that if, if you have people who are, you know, outside of these categories in terms of you know, masking or, or, or breathing or something like that, I mean, yeah, you have you should have the freedom, but then you're going to affect people who you know you, who could end up getting COVID and die. I mean, I don't know. I have a, a kind of a problem with that too. So, so how how do you break through this? And I mean, it's, it's not necessarily the politicians, but the health authorities that are saying this. How, how do you justify uh, freedom that appears to be interfering with other freedoms? We believe that the individual is capable of making choices for the individual. In other words, these entities that attempt to present themselves as authorities need to be mindful of the needs and preferences of the individual. This is important. And this is essential. And so for a health authority to say to people, you cannot leave your home because it's not safe, that's unreasonable. And that's crossing a boundary. Mm -hmm. And there have been many, many crossings of boundaries, especially in the last three years. And this has to come to an end. And the poor policies that have been put in place must come undone. It is essential that individual rights, individual freedoms, and individual responsibilities are protected. Canadians have zero interest in living in a nanny state where some so-called authority is attempting to tell them how to live their lives. It's unacceptable. The individual rights, freedoms, and preferences need to be respected. Okay. I, I just got a, a minute left, but I, I wanted to give you an opportunity to express on a personal level. I mean, you were at the, the, the Ottawa uh, convoy from almost the, the, the entire length of it. Uh, and I was wondering, is there a special moment or, or a special experience that you had that really brings to life uh, what, what was so you know, dramatic and, and, and tre- tremendously hardifying for you? My greatest moment in the Freedom Convoy of 2022 was every moment that I spent doing the Jericho March from February 11th to February 17th. The objective of the Jericho March was very clearly stated. It said, as we march around Canada's parliament, we're not interested in making the walls literally come down. What we're interested in is making the walls around the hearts inside Parliament come down, including the walls around the heart of our own Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau. That was the objective of the Jericho March. And every day that that Jericho March took place, February 11th to February 17th, more and more participants took part. It didn't matter if it was raining or snowy or slippery or cold. They were there because their hearts are in the right place. 
the Canadians that support the freedom movement, their hearts are in the right place. And what we're doing is doing our very, very best to wake up those who are in government, those who are in administration, those who consider themselves to be in a position of authority. We need to wake them up to see the truth. We need to reject Agenda 2030. The goals of Agenda 2030 have influenced our municipal, provincial, and federal policies. And it is inappropriate that our policies here in Canada are being unduly influenced by foreign entities. And therefore, the 17 Sustainable Development Goals of Agenda 2030 must be rejected by all Canadians at all levels. And so when you come together for something such as a Jericho March, it is a walk of faith, a walk of love, a walk of hope, a walk of optimism, that we want to change minds and hearts. We want people to see the truth and not only see the truth, but act on it. And so what that means is those who have made poor decisions and they have pushed through and enforced policies that are actually hurting people rather than harming them, those people need to face consequences. So, for example, resigning from one's job is is a great idea. Resign from the job if you've done a poor job. That's one example of facing consequences. And so I look back on my experience in Ottawa, and I look at the Jericho March as a very, very powerful moment. And I expect there's going to be more moments like that in the near future, including here this weekend at this event at the World Unity Convoy at Camp Hope. And by the way, the events here will be shared on Winnipeg Alternative Media. Okay, well, thank you very much, Benita, for uh, for agreeing to this interview, and uh, I'll take care. Okay, thank you for the interview. Okay. So, yes, Benita Peterson, uh, she was a spokesperson and an MC for this event. Um, and yes, it's it's uh, not going to be Winnipeg, uh, but I don't know. Maybe maybe they'll change their mind. But no, it's uh, it's 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 good. And uh, so basically, we've uh, got uh, still ten minutes to go. I. Uh, I, I'm going to thank Roxanne for uh, donating seventy dollars to the Global Research News Hour because it's uh, so that's somebody who's uh, so I think she could be getting herself a, a nice. To, to, I should also argue at seventy dollars you not only get the the T-shirt but you can also get the uh, the friends card. You know and that's uh, has a whole bunch of stuff that you can. Um, well, I, yeah, I got. Yeah, stuff uh, from the, the same old guys, you know, like uh, the Columbus Radio, a uh, 10% off turned tile styluses, uh, styluses uh, the Organic Planet, of course, and uh, Elements, Half Pints Brewery, um, Austrian Osborne Village Inn, Rag Pickers. So that's, uh, you know, so it's, it's worth, of course, if, if you just want to go get the tax receipt, that's okay. It's one or the other. Okay, so we've got, no, nine minutes left. So I, I'm just going to say that, um, you know, this, commu- this you, know, you, you just heard two uh, very different uh, takes on, uh, on the whole, I- I- the issues around the pandemic and issues around the, uh, the, the Freedom Convoy. Um, I, I think that it's important to know that there's, we, we are reflective of a wider community in the station. And, and we have, I mean, just like the wider community has people who are, you know, we got to get the vaccine and, and there are others who are saying, well, no, I, 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 I prefer not to. I'll take my chances with COVID and that sort of thing. Um, like unlike other media, I think that we are, 
ourselves. I mean, we're all individuals from the community. I mean, you know, anyone, uh, maybe a housewife or house husband. Uh, you could have uh, young people, older people. We could have, you know, people from every, I mean, I, I think we've got, I, mean, I remember we had uh, Inner City Voices Mondays at 5, which was, you know, essentially, it, it wasn't about a, a reporter going out into the inner city and bringing back reports. It was people who live in the inner city every week telling us about uh, or giving us perspectives. We had the uh, Black Mask, which was uh Anarchists, <laughs> anarchists giving their perspective every single week. Uh, not you know any or, or you know we had uh, just uh, two hours ago we had uh, a fellow who's uh, with living experience as a homeless man, and he's here. He is giving this uh, his take and, and exploring the, the issues that you know it would be very. You, it's a unique experience uh, listening to these shows, and uh, you know, the Global Research News Hour is, is also another show. But I mean, it all we, we're looking at the, the, an issue from all these different vantage points. There's a there's a a unique tendency to to, to get a different perspective on things. You know, so uh, I, I think that people should phone two zero four seven seven four six eight seven seven right now to or, or fundrive.ckuw.ca. I mean, make sure that people will get that uh, that very that, that that pleasure of 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 tending to us. I mean, it's like uh, a community. Or how about a community garden? Okay, I mean. Uh, we, we, I know that the pandemic and, and everything has is, is, is been kind of hard on us and uh, that, 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 you know, even no programmers were in it, but, but these, you know, the staff here were able to keep it going. I mean, we, we didn't just disappear. I mean, uh, we, we, we held on. And uh, I, I think that that's really a, a remarkable thing. So how, I, I think that what we need is for for you the listeners to act as a as a as a gardener. I mean, I'll we'll, uh, you know guide you through the uh, the unique. You know, there's a whole range of different shows on that uh, we should probably uh, have a chance to to show you. And I mean, I, I showed you a few of them. I mean, maybe if if our full program director was in here, he could uh, give us a bit of an exploration of some of the more recent programming, the little gems in the sand that uh, I. Uh, I'm not mindful of, <laughs> but uh, yeah, give us, if you give us a call, 204-774-6877 or fundrive.ckuw.ca, uh, make your pledge to the Global Research News Hour. You know, at the $160 level, we have uh, these uh, sweatshirts that are available that uh, they're, 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 they've got the CKUW logo on it, and it's uh, a very good uh, quality as well, uh, and I... Yeah, it would certainly be helpful on a, on a cold day like today. You know, pull the hood on and, and put it under your jacket, and um, you, that could be good. Or, um, or even at the ninety five point nine dollar level, ninety five point nine FM. Get it? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, at the ninety five point nine level. You get the uh, all sorts of different things. You get the uh, um, you can get the radio. You can get the uh, the toque, you know, which you put on your head. 
Um, you, you, you can switch it back and forth. So, yeah, anyway, just uh, call 204-774-6877 or vote, go online, fundrive.ckuw.ca. Um, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm going to be going off the air in about two minutes. So I, I'm hoping that we'll get more people than Roxanne interested in, in our, our show. Uh, but it's, uh, hey, we've, we've still got one more week to go. And I hope you'll, you'll take in some of the other great shows that are on CKW. Uh, I said I, I've had a blast. I know it, I had some, you know, cumbersome moments there. But I, I think you also got, even though this is a different kind of show, with you know, we're, we're focused on fundraising for, for all the, the wonderful things that we have, we... Uh, I think that uh, you, you still managed to get something out of it, and, and you did too. So, you know, phone now is 204-774-6877. Go to fundrive.ckuw.ca, uh, one or the other, and uh, you'll make that call. I mean, it's, it's, we're at 24,000, I guess, what is it, 25,000, $24,539. So if you could... You give uh, you know, at least try to get us over twenty, get us to twenty four six hundred, or if you really want to be a hero, get us over twenty five thousand. Okay, by phoning two zero four seven seven four six eight seven seven, and you can donate uh, about five hundred dollars. I would do it, and then we give you a great. You could have a, a special deal there. Okay, so I'm, uh, yeah, we're 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 running almost. To the end of our time, so call two zero four seven seven four six eight seven seven, and and make that call. Do what you want because this is a, a station that's available for everybody. Uh, you know, you 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 get can get some training. You can get uh, about three workshops and uh, some on-air training, and uh, before you know it, you're doing a a good job, and and you're able to provide that sort of stuff that uh, I could. You know, that, that's what how I started, and I. I, I'm producing the kind of shows that I would like to listen to. Okay, so that's that's good. Okay, so I'm going to go now, and so I, we're going to we, we're going to I'll leave you now with uh, propaganda uh, from the title album from Comply Resist, and uh, we'll see you again in seven days. Phone two zero four seven seven four six eight seven seven or uh, fundrive.ckuw.ca. <laughs> Circa 1992, Hitchens faxed his copy through as regards Columbus Day. If you'll permit me the conceit of a posthumous critique, I'll paraphrase. My colorful, exotic friend, respectable, well spoken, I like the rest of them. As you know I'm colorblind And you're a credit to your kind Your kind The silly talk of resurgence Ceremony communion with An unconquered natural world 